this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Fatima episode 6, the last episode in the first season, um, which was... Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I thought it would be more crazy than it was, but we did get a firebomb, so that's exciting. Um, I have it on good uh, sneaking a peek pre-starting recording authority that Ezgi might actually be drinking tea today. Correct. I have uh, black tea that I brewed in like the proper kettle, the double boiler. So yeah, very, very authentic wow. first and probably last time ever. So enjoy it, listeners. Enjoy the <laughs> image of me having real tea. <laughs> Sophia, are you drinking anything? No, but I should just give you a fair warning that there's a, a soccer game going on. So if you hear any yelps or screams <laughs> or goal, <laughs> goal, just because there's a soccer game. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm drinking what I think is a Cuba Libre, just like rum and Coke and rum lime. and Coke. Yeah, that's a cool lady. There you go. I did it. before we move on into Sophia's recap section I just want to put a little public pressure on her Uh, if you're listening to this episode then you've probably already listened to our episode two where there's a history section about Fatima and (laughs) Sophia is going to send me a voice note for this uh, two days from now so take note listeners if there's no soliloquy from Sophia in that episode when it's posted um, please angrily tweet at our Twitter account at Sophia because it's all <laughs> her faults that you're not learning. I will not reveal Fatima. what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> <laughs> Just so I don't get any targeted um, responses. <laughs> but please tweet at our official at Twitter Turkish account. I think that would be wonderful. Twitter account spelled exactly like the show. We would love to hear from you and hear how much you love Sophia's history lesson about Fatima. <laughs> Slash recaps. <laughs> Slash recaps, yes. That proved that I have a very big difficulty in focusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so now I'm going to hand it over to Sophia to talk about what happened in this episode, which was a lot. Yeah, um, full disclosure today, I might not, again, I'm going to have one of my typical recaps that are not very organized because my Netflix isn't loading, so I can't do the recap as I usually do it, which is like frame by frame. But I will get to all the most important points of this episode. So um, probably not chronologically, but I I watched it like less than an hour ago, so I should know what happened. (laughs) So this episode is kind of the finally the resolution of everything. So we have, just to kind of set the stage, we have Mine, who's like an important character who um, has some stuff going on. We have Bairam, who very briefly makes an appearance in this episode. Um, We have the writer who continues his journey to exploit Fatma's life for um, his own uh, success. (laughs) Come on, Sophia. Um, I really don't like that character. (laughs) Anyway. Um, so the episode, well, first there's Fatma, I think first there's another scene, but I can't remember what it is, but then there's Fatma going to like coming back with the same truck driver and she has some small talk with him about like her son and she's like, yeah, he died. And he's like telling her about his son who's like two years old and he has this very cute picture and remember the truck driver was kind of nervous about, you know, um, her doing something to her husband, which she um, didn't end. I mean, she ended up doing it, but like, I think he was, I guess, sort of relieved because it doesn't seem like he killed, like she killed him, which she didn't kill him. But as we know, she just turned him into the cops the previous episode. Um, And she just says like, she has one more thing left to do. So that one more thing left to do that she has is that she needs to go to the lawyer's office. And um, I think I missed something. And the, there's another scene in the beginning, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, but she goes to the lawyer's office and 
she asked the lawyer, like, I got this letter from the insurance company. I'm not really sure what it says. And he says, well, and he gets like kind of nervous and like very, um, like he's not having an easy time telling her this, but she, uh, he tells her that basically the insurance company, since her son was declared guilty of the accident of like causing the accident, then she is liable for payment for the damage that happened to the car, which is horrible and horrifying. We can go into detail about and that. The, um, the other scene that happened at the beginning was the writer. favorite character oh, yeah. in the publishing house and them telling him that. I was just going to say that he's told basically that his book is kind of crap um, and that it's like not as interesting as his previous book, which apparently was focusing on his wife and daughter who we haven't seen who went so our our theory that it's set on her mother um could very much be it except that the daughter is a teenager I think or like going into adulthood or something so it doesn't fit in and so then it's kind of funny because what the comments from the publishers are like well I don't think this woman really exists um I don't think anyone has a life like that um, well, we also don't know what the content of his novel is, but like if it's really based on, Fat- on Fatma, we know that that's a real person and that's real life experiences. That apparently these people are too privileged to think that anyone would have a life experience like that. Um, or I don't know what their deal is, but I dislike those characters a lot too, even though I dislike the writer more. Um, so she's, well, she, she goes to the insurance company and she gets told that she has to pay this money. Then at the same time, uh, his sis- her sister Emine is in her car and she's like, uh, she gets in and it's very obvious from the camera framing that there's someone in the backseat. And of course it's Bayram. And of course he's smoking a cigarette in her car, which I agree with her. Like that would be my main concern. If this person <laughs> is in my backseat and they're smoking a cigarette with all the windows up, I would definitely hate that because cigarette smell in a closed car is just the most maybe the worst crime in the history of this show (laughs) so basically he threatens her he tells her that Fatma is a is a killer and she's killing people um and she's like well I framed this I framed all of this and I'm gonna get you and then a police car comes in and they start knocking on the windows and they grab him and he threatens her he says you know if you put if like you put me in police custody I'm gonna tell them everything that your sister did um which she's like, I, I think she's kind of like shell-shocked slash like doesn't understand like what her sister actually did. Um, but of course, like she doesn't know and she shall, I guess. So then she's like, Fatma's still with the truck driver and she has like this flashback to when she was a kid and her sister was eating these candies um, that I don't know who they were a gift from. I don't know if they're a gift from this woman who wants to marry these two girls like Fatma and Emine off to someone else or like well she wants to marry Emine off to someone um but I don't know if the candies are a gift from from that woman or not yeah yeah that's what the implication is okay um and so then Fatma well she has like all these flashbacks and she has a flashback to like her with Ous and like telling him the story about like basically her own story to him where she talks about like, oh, these people lived in a village and they were very happy. Um, but everyone thought that Fatma was like ill-fated or cursed. And um, she had this child who everyone thought was part of her curse because he couldn't speak. And and like this whole way of her like drama, not dramatizing, making her story like fairy tale-like in like the narrative sense. Um, and like her, her son is just like chilling. Um, and then she gets off the truck and then that's when she goes to the to the lawyer's office I'm sorry I jumped the gun a little bit on that one Um, and so well she she tells us to the lawyer and the lawyer is like well let me just figure this out we'll probably be able to work this out so he goes and talks to the douchebag other lawyer guy and he's like well I don't think he's basically like is telling him like I don't think this is fair like this shouldn't happen we should do something about it and the guy's like you know how this works like it, this is the way it is like don't even question it well this this guy i can't remember the name of this character but this the nice lawyer guy is like well a ch- is it cedar yep okay cedar 
he's like well a child died and like i don't think you're handling this the right way and the guy's like basically like blows him off and then the two kurdish workers from the accident are there and he basically tells them in kurdish like do it through the insurance company say how old you are like he tells them all these details so that that will take the trial against the company i assume so then fatma very suspiciously looks at the fire alarm in the building and she's just sneaking around um and then she pulls the fire alarm she walks in a cart um like spilling alcohol everywhere and like clearly she's going to start a fire um she turns on the gas burners from the stove but like without a flame so that just like makes it a gas leak and then she just like ignites the fire and like right as like the fire engulfs every engulfs everything i mean it gets called and she's a she's gets asked if she's um her sister and she says yes and then they call her into the station and she says i already testified with like about everything like why are you calling me in the station and they're like they tell her that her daughter her sister's dead so she goes in to see um very big suspenseful moment and then we find out that it was kadriye since she had changed the ids at the hospital they thought that she was fatma but she's not fatma of course and that like kind of hits emine really hard and she realizes that she might lose her sister and that she needs to like mend fences and then she has like or no fatma has a flashback to when they were kids and they burnt the barn i'm assuming the barn that belonged to the guy that molested them or like would do stuff to them and so then fatma's in the in i think she gets she gets apprehended by the police um and she gets to station and this guy who's like apparently there's only one police officer in all of istanbul and every time that fatma gets <laughs> taken to the like station it's the same guy for some reason so this lawyer is is there with her and he's like well you can't take testimony from her because like she needs to have a lawyer present and this whole thing and well they take they take her um anyway and then we see that Emine goes to the writer's house and she's asking about Fatma or yeah I think she goes there to see if he knows maybe where Fatma is and he's like well like I don't even remember how he gets to it but he says that like he told her story and the sister's like are you sure he told the whole story cuz like obviously there's a lot of things that he doesn't know about their lives. Um well, cuz the first thing he does is close the door when she says where she got the contact from, which was suspicious, I guess. Um and so then as soon as she says she's fought my sister, he invites her in, they have this conversation. Um and she basically like is starting to open up and realize that she really wants to have a conversation with her sister about everything that's going on. And so then Fatma's being questioned at the police station and they have all the photos of the people that she actually killed and they're trying to figure out if she if she did kill them cuz like re- remember the last episode she kind of pinned some of those deaths on her husband so like apparently these police people who like didn't pay any attention to her like suddenly have now broken through all of these cases and mysteriously solved a lot of murders in like 20 seconds well i guess also cuz bydam like rat her out and i guess that was the missing link and basically the police officer says it's like bydam's word against yours so you know do what you will with that so fatma's like obviously really restless and the lawyer guy is being like very like trying to defend her but then these police guys are like really trying to get her question so she does that trick again where she pretends like she has to throw up and they take her to the bathroom and then she like sneaks out um and she sees Mina and they or Mina or Emina sorry I'm using the name interchangeably and she goes up to the roof and they have like well first she starts seeing all these people that she's killed she sees Akbar she sees uh Shifkid she sees Ous um and she starts seeing like everyone that she's killed and she's like kind of like freaking out and you know having I don't know if uh, visions I don't know what the word for it would be um but she like clearly is kind of like a bit out of it and so she gets to the roof and like they have this whole conversation and apparently when she was little she pushed Emine off like the balcony 
I guess so they couldn't marry her off when she was that young or I don't even understand how that worked that was very confusing to me uh but we can talk about it later well we have this flashback to this older woman trying to convince her mom to just marry the little children off um and her mom's like no they're too young they're too young and the the woman's like well you're the same age and so um like they kind of like make peace with each other and I mean like I guess is kind of like finally opening up. Like apparently she had decided to just repress everything and not talk about anything. Um, and now she's decided to, to be open about stuff. And then for some reason, Fatma revisits Oz's death and she realizes that she pushed him away from her when, when he died. So of course she feels like extremely guilty about that. And so like when she realizes that she like can't reconcile and she again like sees him and she decides to jump off the building and well dies of course and that's the end of our show but she didn't die Sophia oh you're right you're right she did not die (laughs) I guess I thought she died but she did not does that mean there's the does that mean there's a second season that's a great segue to our teeth spilling (laughs) Let's move straight into our banter, gossip, spilling the tea section. Uh, The actual tea that is in a mug in somebody's hand. So exciting. All right. Where should we start? I think we start from the end there, like, just because I feel like that's the, at least for me, that's the most urgent thing to discuss is like, do we we think the story has ended? definitely not <laughs> there's a lot of loose threads as, as we went through as Sophia went through her recap yeah. like I realized that like the little girl and her mom like were never to be seen again but it seemed like that girl knowing that it was Fatma was going to come into play or like the little hair clip was going to come into play none of that happened mm. the author I would say storyline is I mean yeah he got you know rudely told off by the publisher and all of that um by the millennial publishers yeah but it, it didn't yeah. feel like a conclusion to his thread either um but at the same time are any of those important enough and how the hell will Fatma get out of her predicament in in a way that season two won't just be like orange is the new black like what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah I I will say that I agree with like every single point that you brought up because that was a lot of what I was thinking as well um like the truck driver that was such a weird kind of like loose thread and then like is the Fed gonna get exonerated like what happened with the law firm only one of the floors blew up like why didn't she blow up the whole building I don't know I have so many questions regarding like the events of the episode also like I guess maybe they don't want to give any more attention to um this guy that molested them or whatever but like that backstory has not been developed and then who is this guy that her sister's married to who has never appeared on the show but like gives her a very good life but where is he like what does he do on the and flip like, side if they've had this many uh, these things could have been addressed with like one more episode though so like why wouldn't they just do that or why would they end it at six episodes if it wasn't just gonna like be over I'm leaning more toward this is over then there's going to be a second season yeah personally that's my view yeah it's it's really? I don't know if you if you guys remember when we talked about Masum I said like a lot of uh suspense series are like very good at building up the tension and like putting all these like loose ends everywhere and then they like have a really hard time closing all of it I so, just feel like what was the point of having her move on the car if not to like ensure that people are waiting for a second season because they could have left that up to mystery you know like it clearly wasn't that great a height so I don't know I thought it was kind of disappointing that they showed her moving because 
Sorry. Maybe I can do some polling on that to your point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the whole like cadre like thing, like I understand that it was used to build suspense in this episode, but like also like kind of unnecessary, like those characters were a bit like they were important for like the first two episodes and then they were like no longer important. I don't know. I Yeah, I I agree. And also shows like like literally how incompetent are these fucking cops that it took them until after Fatma had blown up a law office to call in Fatma's sister to ID the body. Like, come on, what are we doing here? Well, how long had it been since she went to the her town? Like, how long was she in the town for? Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't know. And why was her, why were her hands, like, they look kind of burnt. Was like crazy? Whose hands? Like the arm that was sticking out from under the sheet oh. before she went. Oh yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was. A big I think they were out. just, they were, yeah, they were just messing with us because that wasn't even the body that she yeah. was looking at. I don't think. Great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I didn't. Something that I didn't get until your recap, Sophia, was that um, I realized that all her hallucinations when she was running upstairs were people she'd killed. But then I didn't put two and two together of seeing O's meant that she also was responsible for his death. Yep. Um, yes. Until just now. Also, but they didn't <laughs> put Kadria in, the, in that sequence, which tells me her death might have not been. Ooh. Ooh, oh, that's, that's a very good point. point, too. Yeah. She just got a little yeah, overzealous. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. She would, didn't do it on purpose, I guess. Or the or the screenwriters forgot, but I feel like they didn't. Or the screenwriters <laughs> forgot about her because she's the woman. So oh, she's the woman. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, could be. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say that that's very classic, and we used to harp on our um, the protector producers a lot because they did that just like so much that it really drew from the quality of the show. But I think with mystery with suspense shows. That's like my main criticism of suspense shows because I really like them and I really like the first episodes when they're building up all the tension, but then the resolution is like never equivalent to all the tension that they built up. Yeah, yeah, I I was pretty, I mean, I still really like the show, but I wish that this ending had been a little more satisfying. Because like even the firebombing the law office, like, what was the point of that? Like everything's on computers. You didn't destroy anything. You didn't kill anybody. I thought she was going to kill the the guy that was driving the car that like, for some reason that day also happened to be at the law firm. One of those plot reasons. Also happened to be at the law firm and looking like the douchiest, like highest rich boy that you've ever seen in your life. I don't think it's the law firm. I think it's the construction company's headquarters and that he's their Uh, house counsel. Well, in this, I don't know, but in the subtitles, it says like Argyle Law Office when she's walking. In. Yes, it says it that. Sense, so, like, Cesar like works for them. He wouldn't like work at a separate law office. I might have, I don't know. It, the way I, I don't remember seeing signage in Turkish, but I assumed it was the actual Argyle holding HQ building. That's why this, like, the sun was there too. Mm-hmm. Hence, yeah, that makes sense. That makes more sense because it's like blowing up everything. That mm. yeah, I guess so. But it was just like one conference room that she blew up. So yeah, it was one floor, know. and it's like a twenty-floor building. Like she didn't even blow up the whole building, which was also very confusing to me. Like just blow up the whole thing. Yeah, I also wish that they had like set little breadcrumbs about her liking arson. <laughs> as a child earlier and also actually like all of the dark stuff we learned about her like not happening to her but what she did as a child I wish that that had been seated a little bit earlier because it came across like wait what like Fatima was like a psychopathic child what what are we doing here I'm so confused (laughs) I I think they haven't made up her mind about uh, made up their mind about whether they think she's a psychopath or like she just started killing because of certain things that happened in her life later on. Mm-hmm. Did you guys understand the stair pushing thing? No, I don't understand why that was Me like either. protecting her. Like I was like, I like 
made a note in my note notebook like is she trying to push her so she's like got scrapes and she's ugly and unmarriageable like what like what is the what is the end game <laughs> maybe she like <laughs> broke a leg or something and then it would be too much of a burden for a husband to take her oh my until her leg heals or something <laughs> i mean that's like exactly along the same lines i was thinking like oh i guess she wants her to like scratch her face so she's got another year till marriage or something <laughs> I don't know. Also, where's their father? Like, he's never mentioned or shown. Yeah, he might not exist. There are also a couple, uh, maybe this is more appropriate for the WTF section, but there were a couple instances in this episode of um, the most fatal error anyone has ever made on the show, which is leaving Fatma alone for more than five seconds anywhere. (laughs) Um, That's when the firebombing happened and also the nonsense in the police station where also they just didn't notice that she was not back from the bathroom for probably 15 20 minutes by the time the jumping off the roof happened yeah i did yeah we got we have to talk about that scene because i got a different interpretation from it than sophia did because i felt like they were they were still trying to make excuses for her like oh who paid you to take the blame for this oh, did you know Byram is saying that you did this? How ridiculous is that? And like all that kind of stuff. So I feel like if there were a second season, they could just be like, oh, and she clearly tried to kill herself because of the stress of being accused of murder she didn't commit and then just like set her free. Okay, okay, (laughs) I can see that. That would be so infuriating. I can see it. But I did definitely think that she, like, well, I don't know, for me, the point of the scene was for them to make up, like, in a, in a way, because, like, like, she and her sister, like, finally talk, like, her sister says, I think, when she goes to the author, like, I want to talk to her about things that I haven't talked to her about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, I'm glad, I mean, I, I just love that actress, so I'm glad she got more screen time in this episode, because I think she's fabulous. Um well, and they're redeeming her a little bit, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Like, can you really blame her for, like, not wanting to rehash all the horrible things that happened in her childhood? Um, yeah. And also, I liked how she tricked Byram. That was dope. Yeah, I was, like, thinking about how... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we just won the game, so... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. So I think I think it's um, weird that like as as we said like this this guy who plays Safed is like a very famous actor, but he got very few screen time. He got like half an episode, and then you he know got, like it, ten seconds of screen time. Yeah. yeah, and then Emine is like now getting redeemed and like built up into like a more fleshed out character. So I don't know. It's interesting. I I like that choice. The truck driver is also a very famous actor. I, I part of me thinks that they're also just cameos, like there's just people just wanted to be involved, even if it was a little. Bit. Yeah, like somebody's a friend of a friend or something. Makes sense. I like I like the the truck driver. I thought he was a good character. I'm really glad he made it out of it alive, out of his interaction <laughs> with Fatima alive, <laughs> as far as we know. I okay, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys. I think it kind of made sense by the end, but when they were doing that long, long scene of Fatma, like talking about how much she loved her son, I was like, what is the point of this? It's so long. And then when you learn at the end that she like kind of had a hand in his death because of her frustration, I guess it makes sense because they want to keep you sympathetic towards her, but it was long. Oh, the, the scene where she's like telling her fairy tale version of her life. Telling her fairy tale, and then they show you all the clips they've already showed of how wonderful and angelic their life was together. And it's like, okay, I've seen this already. I, I kind of liked the storytelling part. Um, but I do think that they like tried to make too much of the whole O's thing, like in the sense that like they overplayed I agree with you they overplayed the same clips over and over again when it when it would have been Mm. much more interesting for them to flesh out the relationship between the three of them more I think and like they just talk about how Zafar was like embarrassed of his son but they don't really like 
and the, the whole curse thing, like that could have been told in a much more interesting way rather than her just like telling this fairy tale to tie some loose ends also. Yeah, and also like, it just doesn't, It's it just was never realistic that her life with a severely disabled child was just completely angelic all the time, you but, know? So like- but She's not a reliable narrator either yeah so, yeah that's true. i think that's true. well they could have done a better job of i think making that clear but i mean definitely by the time we find out the truth about him it's like wow can we trust anything that this woman remembers or says like mm-hmm. something's very broken in that brain <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. it's also like very much a memory thing where you know like she could have that device is like so used in TV when like you all of a sudden have a very clear memory of what happened in a specific time that you hadn't had a memory of beforehand, which like, I think if it happened to you in real life, it probably wouldn't actually be what happened because like you could, like, you know, that you can influence your own memories and like add things that you hear about or like something to memories that you already have created. So uh, honestly, I mean, that device is just like really funny because like, I'm sure if she had pushed him, like she she could easily have imagined that she pushed him just because of the guilt she felt that he died. Yeah. Oh, I had a question uh, for Esgi. So she says, when she's telling her fairy tale, she's like, and he was wonderful. So we named him Oz. Does Oz mean anything besides like the branch of Turkish tribes? I mean, it's definitely an old word. Um, I'm looking it up because I, I i thought it was just uh what you said sammy Let's see yeah it okay so i think the primary meaning is the the branch of the the, the old turks but um <laughs> other other meanings that it's taken on is like pure uh kind of blessed or holy um well created <laughs> uh okay strong heroic but i mean i also feel like that could this could all be bs it's from some newspaper article <laughs> i think the main yeah, one that's interesting i think the main one is the, named... tri- the branch of the turkic tribes i think yeah it does that does kind of make sense in an ironic way that that would be like the more subtle meanings of the name for him because that's kind of what her story was about Let's see. Then she goes to the law office. Did you guys watch The Good Place? Yes. Okay. Did that look like the architect's office? From oh, the good place yeah, a little you? bit. Oh, I didn't even, <laughs> I was not in that uh, space of thinking. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It looked like so dark and evil and like only bad people would work in such a place. It was ridiculous. So do we think uh, Fatima is once again a serial killer because she has this pushing thing now? I'm kidding, but (laughs) she definitely has a thing with pushing. (laughs) She, man, I don't know. I, we definitely learned some dark shit about her childhood. I feel like it makes me think that she's always had kind of tendencies towards like no empathy outside of her family kind of thing which would also explain why she has so few friends um but who knows that i think they're just planting a seed should they want to go that direction next season it seems like yeah i think i i definitely think they have not made up their mind about that part mm-hmm. because honestly if she were like okay i'm just gonna say i guess things that i've learned from watching too many like serial killer profiling shows but like <laughs> Like she lay, would probably be like on us here. <laughs> killing little animals and or like showing like very big signs of aggression and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I don't know. Also, now that I remember, remember at the beginning of the show, she had like the scene with Zephyr where he was like chasing her because like she was playing soccer and they were like making fun of her. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, like yeah, yeah. why would they that was such a useless scene like now if if they had like focused on the village thing and like built the village story more I think could have made the whole thing much more interesting like I needed more backstory on Patma I think 
like yeah. I, I I think that there were a lot of like it of course like we were rooting from for Fatima from day one or like well I wasn't but like I think that's what we're meant to do <laughs> um uh-huh. but I don't know I like you're rooting for her because she's the main character but I don't know if they really make it so you have a lot of empathy with her yeah that's a really good point they showed a lot of the same clip of her like hiding in the barn but you don't get a sense of her family life you don't get a sense of her like why what why was she this town troublemaker like what was she up to like anything about that so they could have definitely fleshed that out yeah and her mom they show her for like two seconds she looks like she's like 17 years old but apart from that (laughs) what about a insurance company asking a murdered child's family to pay for car damage. How do we Not feel surprising. Zero percent surprising. <laughs> oh my god, that that's was horrifying. So ridiculous. There's no way that happened. Oh come on, are you serious? Of course oh, I happens. think it definitely There's does. There's no happen. way that doesn't happen. A murdered kid. It was his fault. It's well, because like it's a, him liable. Yeah. That's it. Like exactly. That's, no, they don't give a yeah. fuck. Yeah, they would absolutely. The whole him. like. It was his fault thing I don't really get. Like, is that a real thing? Is that, a, or is that a thing in the US? Like, yeah, I think so. Like, it's kind of like, it was the child's fault for running across the street. Well, it's like, I, don't think I mean, I, I get, they, they might say the parents are, but like, I think there would be two parties being considered potentially liable. And then whichever one the court rules in favor of, then the insurance company would go after the other for payment to the former. So. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Also, like, insurance fraud is, like, very, very common. Like, life insurance fraud is, like, extremely common. (laughs) Well, I don't know if in in the U.S., but, like, here it is. Like, people would buy, like, life insurance policies either for, like, people that were, like, I don't remember if it's, like, they're already dead or, like, they're, yeah, they do, like, really fucked up shit to, like, get life insurance policies. I feel like that's also a very typical storyline in a lot of movies and TV shows. Yeah, that was bad. And also that Levant Bay, what a fucker. Fuck that guy. There needs to be a second season just so she can kill him. Also, like, was that orange thing that the guy was wearing like a prison jumpsuit or was that just his outfit? The, the teenager? Yeah. Layabout, good for nothing? Bitch boy? Yeah, I don't know. He Definitely was a little bit too on the nose for me. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, obviously this is not a subtle show, but like, I just felt like he was just too ridiculous. He was in a different show. He was in like a sitcom and everyone else was in like a serious drama. But I thought it was very weird that like, she already has like a killing streak. Like, why would she have everyone vacate the premises before she blew up the building yeah I don't understand maybe she thought that that would like get rid of the documents for the insurance thing I mean she was gonna kill herself well I don't know if she had already thought of that at that point but honestly like she had not like I don't think she got had any fucks left to give yeah I don't know and also like why did they focus on those guys who were at the Ismail accident so much like they didn't also also a big plot hole like what yeah I I don't even understand like why I guess they would have had to stop building had it been like a a neglectful thing or something but it was just very it was was very confusing plot device to get Sudar to quit like because he quit right after that and then like that whole well he well he quit and then he like told them something in Kurdish and then he like really really left or like you know became Fatma's attorney. Yeah, it made for a good exit, yeah. but other than that, I'm not sure what point they played. Um also maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but why was she talking about like kings? When she was setting fire to everything, she kept talking about kings. Or she said it was the city of kings that she moved to the city of kings. So I, I guess she just meant Istanbul. 
And then okay. she said that people were <laughs> shitty and stumbled. It was just kind of like a metaphor, I guess, so a kid would understand what it meant. Gotcha. Hi, Vanilla. <laughs> he's really, he's really loud today. I can barely take myself off mute. <laughs> oh, I really liked the um, when Emine goes to the writer's house and he's like, "Oh, I'm not angry. This is just my face." <laughs> That was really funny. <laughs> I have known some people with real resting bitch face and it's like so sad for them because <laughs> everyone just assumes that they're mean. Or if you're Sophia, you just want them to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sophia, do you revise your statement knowing now that he, it's just his face? It's not his fault. <gasps> I never, as I mentioned, I will never <laughs> wish death upon anyone because I feel very weird about that morally. Um, <laughs> but secondly, I still think that he's explaining Fatma's life and like she lives a really miserable life. So he should at least give her some money for making money off of her. He hasn't made any money. Especially now that, <laughs> well, yeah, the story was too boring and too unrealistic yeah it makes I me just, really curious like what parts of the story he knew uh-huh well he definitely knew like a lot because when she goes to the town he's like I don't know that's why I still have the, the question of why they would do the meta narrative like it would make sense if like like they made it more clear that everyone's an un unreliable narrator so like definitely yeah. the author's saying some stuff that might or might not be true and Fatma's saying some right. stuff that might or might not be true but that's not established cle clearly and when it's a tv show since it's like pov you assume that all of it is true unless it's like right. flashbacks or something so yeah i think that device was also very poorly used yeah see what yeah exactly with unreliable narrator you really have to like you said, Sophia, the point of view has to be very clearly from someone's perspective. And then you have to intentionally show, you know, that being subverted or undermined. And they didn't. It was all like through a God's eye, you know, point of view wasn't from a specific character. So, yeah, I didn't like it wasn't my first thought to explain anything that's happened so far which means they didn't do it effectively or that's not even what was going on so therefore there's no explanation for anything <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly like I would not I don't understand why there was that voiceover narration last episode when she goes to the town in the author's voice that was extremely confusing and yeah I'm still extremely confused <laughs> and we've also like all the childhood <laughs> memories we haven't seen Emina's version you know so then it's like extremely confusing because we don't, it just seems like there's one story. There's not multiple points of view. Right, 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 right. Yeah, the unreliable narrator thing didn't even occur to me. <laughs> but now that you guys are talking about it, it makes complete sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm very gullible. So like every time I see a TV show, I always assume that it's like being told from like a omniscient narrator point of view. And then some mm -hmm. TV shows just like fuck with that. But this TV show, was bizarre in how it handled it. <laughs> um, do we have anything else to discuss in this section? I mean, I, I don't. I still, I think for me, it really stood out that she pulled the fire alarm. It kind of like reminds me, because I thought she was going to like immolate herself, which would have been really dramatic and kind of horrifying. Um, but like, it just made me think one of my friends like always mentions that apparently like between like men killing themselves and women killing themselves, like men usually use like a gunshot wound to the head and stuff like that, like things that are really messy to clean up. And then women like always choose something that's like the less clean up, the least like amount of, you know, burden for other people. Um, like apparently it's a thing, but I just, when I thought she was going to burn herself, I was like, well, like she just took the measure to get everyone safely out of the building slash this one building apparently was the this one floor was apparently the whole I'm very confused about also the logistics of that building and like how <laughs> how it worked anyway like because like they just show one building and then they the one floor and they evacuate that floor and then that floor like blows up but then the other floors are fine and like also 
they never show the other floors, so we don't know if they were affected. I'm very confused about the layout. Well, of the so in modern buildings, in most modern buildings, um, between each floor is a three-hour fire barrier. So theoretically, that floor could be on fire for three hours, and the floors directly below and above would be fine. But wouldn't they need to evacuate as well? Which is why sprinklers only go off on one floor. You usually evacuate like one or two floors on either side if it's just a minor thing. Like, for example, I used to work on the 24th floor of my building. And when there was a fire alarm, we had to walk down to 22 and that's it. We didn't have to like get out of the building. Wow. I would still get the fuck out would be. Yeah, I mean, but that's the design. Wow. I, I had no clue about that. Yeah, fire engineering is really interesting. Usually there's a problem. <laughs> An unforeseen problem. <laughs> All right, should we move on to our history section? Yes. Okay, so today for the history section, unlike the fabulous Fatima history that you're going to hear in the second episode of Fatima, uh, we are going to talk about something completely non-historical, which is the spin-offs we'd like to see with characters from this show. I can start. I hope you're not going to use the word heavies today. <laughs> I don't have it planned in right now, but I could be persuaded to change something. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Okay, so I really want to see uh, just Emine, Emine's life, because I just think that actress is like so charismatic and I would love to see her like rags to riches story. And I would like to call it Cinder Emine, like Cinderella, but it would work better if her name was Elif and then it could be Cinderella. But we're still workshopping the name, but I, I like Cinder Emine. That's it? That's, you only have one, Sammy? I feel like you always have like, Ted and they all have different puns that you find very amusing. No, 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 no. I have many more. <laughs> I just think that was fabulous. And I'm basing the um screenplay off of the Cinderella movie uh with Brandy. Oh, yeah, from like the 90s because that's obviously the best. Sadly, I never watched that. Oh, you should. It's on Disney Plus, you can watch it anytime. <laughs> it's great okay then I have oh yeah so I recently binge watched the first two seasons of Younger which is that show with Hilary Duff where very very um, good show I have that lady pretends yeah it is a really good show yeah Um, so I'm featuring I'm thinking about a version with our writer our fabulous writer where he can't get his book published so he decides to go back to work in a publishing house, pretending he's 20 years younger. And uh, we just watch his trials and tribulations as he tries to get his book published secretly. That would not work for him. Oh my God. <laughs> he could dye his hair and be fine. No, he looks really old. I agree with his key. <laughs> it would work great. <laughs> okay. And then I want, I am really proud of this one. I want to see Fatma's fear factor just fear factor with Fatma as the host instead of Joe Rogan. And maybe she like murders the most annoying contestant or something. I think it could be really fabulous. Does me impaling you scare you really? (laughs) Does it? Let's do it. (laughs) We're about pushing you off a building. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then my final idea was like a horrible bosses spinoff with all of the mall employees, food court employees teaming up to kill that jerk with the name tag. <laughs> that one probably is really funny. Um, I think that was the funniest. I think it'd be great. It'd be like the like McDonald's workers like in cahoots with Fatma and they're like planning on poisoning the guy or something. It could be great. McDonald's, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> we are here. <laughs> Much like we can do an ad just like our answer ad, which is very funny. (laughs) 
I'll be sure to not prepare for that one. <laughs> yeah. And this one by Q. <laughs> I, I would like to see Bidon's like origin story. How did he get all those I rings? agree. I agree. In How did he get that hair? In what genre? Do you want a drama? Do you want a comedy? Like a musical? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, like a like a drama, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe like kind of like a drama, but like a little bit tongue in cheek sometimes, like Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay, I go watch that. Yeah, I like I like the idea of like uh, horrible characters from the show getting sent to an island, real violent reality show too. Yeah, there's a few people who could you know be good uh good focuses of a of a second season of that really really brutal show idea i had after uh (laughs) it could be like like shark week programming or something where you just like put all these horrible people on an island and then you slowly take away the land or something like that yeah (laughs) (laughs) guys they're all fictional but even if they weren't they're horrible (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) sophia what are yours i think Definitely one about the village and the life in the village. Um, I definitely need. That would be really dark, though. But I think, like, we need it. We I'm need not the sure backstory. I would also like to see what the actual novel is about Fatma, and his previous novel actually sounded interesting too. So I would be curious about having a spinoff about that. I think those would be mine, but yeah. And the truck driver's life. That could be interesting. All right, cool. Well, Netflix, if you'd like to develop any of these ideas, uh, we're open. (laughs) Hit us up. We'd be great. going to move on into our final section which is what the fuck sultan of success and fatma's hit list we can start with what the fucks i feel like there were a bunch for this episode the first one sophia already mentioned but i think it bears mentioning many many times smoking in somebody's car is like such a horrible aggressive move and i would actually die if somebody did that to me (laughs) I have, what the fuck, MacBook Pro ad? I don't know if you guys noticed, but when Fatma was burning the conference room, they did like a zoom in on the MacBook Pro label. I didn't know, I didn't notice that. As the flames were flickering around, it was ridiculous. I, I'm watching, um, I don't know if y'all have heard of this show or seen any of the seasons of it, but Netflix did a 2019 revival of Tales of the City that I'm watching this weekend. And it's like totally like, you know, doing its thing, the show. But every time they go to this one character's kitchen, there's a bag of mission tortilla chips just very prominently displayed. <laughs> like without fail. Like there have been like five scenes in that kitchen, and there's always this bag of tortilla chips, like perfectly packaged right on the edge of the counter. And I'm like, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's calm like down, when you watch the, the Apple TV shows and they just have all the Apple devices in the existence of mankind in ever, in a lot of shots because like they can do yeah. it because usually movies like they'll, they'll they won't show what computer it is yeah that was ridiculous I hope they made money for that okay I have what the fuck when she she runs up to the roof and as King kind of mentioned this before that there's nobody there there's nobody following her they have this long scene she jumps off the roof and all of a sudden there's like 50 fucking people running to check on her bursting into the roof running towards the car i mean where were all these fucking people yeah especially like when she was very clearly gonna do something suicidal on that rooftop were you all really just waiting in the wings i mean no but like how do you explain the timing if not that very yeah poorly poorly executed scene there yeah um and then my last one is what the fuck writer making it through the first season (laughs) which I didn't want him to die unlike not that Sophia wanted him to die but she just thought it might be appropriate for him to perish uh there's nothing she wanted more let's not sugarcoat it (laughs) 
trying to be nice. <laughs> but he literally predicted his own death and then they just don't do anything with it. That's not cool. You got to follow through. Yeah, I'm a little bit like WTF six episodes. Like you clearly are testing the waters producers to see if this can go on for season two. But like how much more runway do you really think you have? Like how many episodes worth without like this getting completely illogical? It's already like illogical, but like yeah. really outside of the realm of any reason. That's like, a really good it, point. It's like very hard to yeah. imagine this as anything other than a miniseries. So Right. Just I mean, if if you didn't have enough space, like add a seventh, add an eighth episode, that's right. still not a lot of episodes. It's still one season. So I'm a little bit I don't think they should have a second season personally, but like, it's also a little bit rude to leave all these <laughs> ends that we've been. But I also like would rather the loose ends just be left than them prolong this storyline because I don't see where this can go. Um, and still be like, not just a, like our bullet points would probably just turn to a bunch of WTF. Right, right. They yeah, for sure. Sophia, what are your what the fuck? Um, I think for me, one big one was um, the cops. Like the the lawyers, like you can't ask her anything about the fire because the case is closed. And then they walk in the room, and the first thing they ask is like, "Well, tell us more about this fire." It's like really. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not sure, but I feel like they changed. The whole setting of that scene because remember like in the first episode they had a flashback from that scene or the flash forward yeah I think they changed the table and everything I don't know I feel like it's different I might be wrong I feel like it was only one police officer and there were two in this flashback so that was I think they cut they cut it up a mm. lot because like I agree I was thinking about that scene and I didn't the way he posed the questions didn't, I thought he just like threw the names down and was like, did you murder these people or something like that, you know? Um, so I think they yeah. very heavy. I still think what the fuck that they like suddenly put all those loose ends together and that they are trusting Biden who's like also like implicated in some of them. So like that makes no sense to me. Um, I don't, I guess what the fuck the, the pushing down the stairs we've mentioned it but like i it still makes no sense what was the point of that yeah 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 um <laughs> i mean especially during their like reconciliation scene like what was the point of that to show that like i mean a was actually the one who was abused and fatma is evil like i don't understand what we were going for with that i think it was more that emine like still held that pushing down the stairs against her so she's like, why would my sister do that to me if she was like supposedly protecting me or something? And that's my guess. I don't know. Also, like WTF, like when she gets in the car, when Bidam, like ob- obviously it's a what the fuck that Bidam lights a cigarette in there. But like he says like, oh, I was in your gated community <laughs> and it seems like she's starting her day. So like, why is her car parked in the street if she lives in a gated community? Or I don't know. Or like what he was doing in the gated community that he broke into. Yeah, I think those are my what the fucks, other than the plot holes that have been mentioned before in this episode, which are always big what the fucks for me. (laughs) All right, Uh, let's do Fatma's hit list for potential season two. Who's at the top of your hit list? I think we already mentioned the the writer thing, how like they they had framed like they were going to kill him off and then they didn't. So that was confusing. Um, the son yeah. of the Argya family. I mean, she's she's got eyes on him. She had eyes on him rather. Blew blew it literally. Blew the opportunity to kill him. But uh, hopefully not in season two. Yeah. <laughs> Good use of the word. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say Levante, the silver fox lawyer, who's a fucking monster. I just personally want to see him murdered. But also, Zafir is still alive, and I feel like we could we could get back to that situation. Well, and Bairam also. And Bairam. I mean, unless the mall and the jerk boss colleagues the mall, take care of him, yeah, well, in your spinoff. Which they will on our spinoff show. Okay, and then finally, we've got Sultan of Success. 
I'm going to put forward uh, Sidar, the nice lawyer, or Serdar, the nice truck driver, both of whom are alive and are nice. <laughs> That's pretty much all I could say about them. I feel like Emine like finally let go of like her burden of trying to pretend like nothing ever happened to her. Also, like thought she lost her sister twice this episode, um, but she didn't. It seems so. I think that would make her the sultan of success. I like that. I'm always down to root for someone who starred in Black Money. Yeah, Black. I can. I can support Emine for her arc. All right. Well, congratulations to Emine for her win. We thank you all so much for listening. We actually don't know which show we're doing next. So you'll have to listen to our bonus pod the week following this episode's release, where we talk about slash argue about what show we're going to do next. And if you have opinions on it, please tweet us. We would love to hear them. Thank you all again for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time.